Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. The scriptures for this weekend talk to us about freedom. Now, as Americans, we value freedom very much. In fact, we, like many countries throughout this world, we value our freedom very much, and we exercise it. And how appropriate or ironic. Just a few days ago, we saw the British people exercising their freedom. They voted. They voted to leave the European Union, and yet they were free to do that. Well, as Americans, we put a high price on freedom. Country was founded on freedom. We fought a revolutionary war to win our freedom. We fought subsequent wars to maintain and keep the freedom that we have and share today. And so we very much value our freedom. Here in the United States, we can go and live wherever we want. We can work any job we want. When we grow up, we can basically master any occupation that we want whether it's a physician or a nurse or a lawyer or whether it's an electrician or a plumber, whatever. You know, we value that freedom. We can live, we can do whatever you want under the confines of the law in this country. And we value that very much. Now, the scripture readings for this weekend speak to us about freedom, but it's the biblical perspective of freedom. As Americans, we believe what? We can do whatever we want. Again, under the confines of the law. I can be the person I want to be as an American. Well, yeah, that's very true. No one can tell us how we should act, what job we should have, where we should live. No, we have that freedom. And yet, the biblical perspective of freedom that we learned this weekend is a little bit different. You know, is that old saying, If you really want to make God laugh, just tell God your plans for the future, and God will really laugh hard. Well, in the scripture readings, and in fact, in all three of the readings for this weekend, we learn the biblical perspective of freedom. The biblical perspective of freedom is basically, I am not the person I decide to be. Instead, I am the person that God wants or desires or created me to be. And therefore, I am now free to serve him. That's the biblical perspective of freedom. And see, Paul alludes to that in the second reading. When Paul says, Brothers and sisters, for freedom Christ set us free. So stand firm and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. For you are called for freedom, brothers and sisters. But do not use this freedom as an opportunity for yourselves. Rather, Serve one another through love. See, Paul is telling us the classic definition, the biblical definition of freedom in the spiritual life. We should detach ourselves from all things that prevent us from serving God. See, when we do that, then we freely are able to serve God in some way, shape, or form. We are able to be the person God created us to be. Nothing hinders us. We are free to be that person. 
That's the biblical perspective of freedom. Now, you see that in the first reading. Great example of this is Elisha. Elisha and Elijah. Elisha is free to now become the successor of Elijah as the next prophet. And yet, in the gospel, we see just the opposite. On the contrary, Jesus calls people to ministry, to be with him, to follow him, and yet people give him one excuse after another after another. They are not free. You know, something is attached to them that prevents them from serving God freely. Now, the same thing holds true with us. You know, I would argue for many of us in our parishes, we exercise the biblical perspective of freedom on a daily basis. You know, if you look at our parishes, our parishes basically need volunteers, whether it's volunteers for worship and our liturgy, whether it's volunteers for various committees, councils, or even volunteers to support organizations out in the community, like St. Vincent de Paul, Salvation Army. I would argue every day of our life, we are exercising our biblical perspective of freedom. We are simply giving ourselves away in love for others. We are volunteering for things, whatever they may be, to be a catechist, you know, to be involved in prayer and worship, whatever it is, whether it's involved in the life of our parish community or in the community that we live in. You know, we volunteer, and in doing so, we freely give ourselves away. Nothing hinders us. We are enslaved to nothing. And so we are free. We are free to simply serve God and others in this world. St. Anselm once said, The virtuous person is the one who is able to do the good rather easily. Well, if we see something that we can do to volunteer at, whether it's at our parish or in the, in the community, and we volunteer, well, we have seen the good, and we are able to choose it rather easily. Therefore, we're practicing virtue. We're living the virtuous life, which is good, very good. But sometimes, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard for us to choose the good. You know, there's that classic saying, sometimes doing the right thing is not always easy. Well, why is that? Well, there are a variety of reasons. Maybe it's the ego. Maybe it's our pride. Maybe we're bearing grudges. Maybe it's selfishness. Whatever it is, it's preventing us from being truly free, free to answer that call to serve God and others in this world. And so we recognize that. Sometimes it is a struggle. But again, we turn to Paul. Notice what Paul says again. For you are called to freedom, brothers and sisters, but do not use this freedom as an opportunity for yourselves. Rather, serve one another through love. Well, again, go to the first reading. That is a great example. Now, the story is essentially Elijah. Elijah now is getting to be an old man. And so, God needs to choose a successor, and he picks Elisha. So, Elijah finds Elisha, and he finds him plowing in a field, and he puts his cloak over him. Well, that's a symbolic gesture of now Elijah basically passing the mantle to Elisha. Elisha is now going to be the new prophet. You could say Elijah is retiring. Now notice Elisha. He's a farmer. He's plowing a field. Now, 
He could have easily said to Elijah, hey, I'm a farmer. I've got these fields to plow. I've got crops, you know, to plant. I I can't do this. Find somebody else. No, he didn't. More to it, Elisha is very well off. How do we know this? Well, first and foremost, he's plowing with equipment. So he's using the latest technology. Back in the ancient world, most people couldn't afford plows. They planted by hand. But Elisha isn't doing that. He's using the latest technology. Notice also, too, Elisha is using 12 oxen to plow. Those are a lot of animals to use just to plow, which means Elisha is very well off. He's a wealthy man. Now, he could have used his possessions as another excuse, you know, not to take on the role of prophet. But what does he do? You know, he slaughters the animals. He gives them to the servants to eat. He burns his plow. Now he truly is free. He is free to serve God. Nothing encumbers him. Nothing hinders him from saying yes to God. See, that's the biblical perspective of freedom. Where else do we see this? Well, in the lives of saints. Just, I'll give you one example. St. Catherine Drexel, the first American-born saint. She was born in the late 1850s. She was born into a very wealthy family in Philadelphia. Now, when she was a teenager, her parents unexpectedly died, but they left her an inheritance of $20 million. Now, for us, in our day and age, that would be like $20 billion. Soon afterwards, she traveled throughout the United States, primarily in the south and southwestern parts of the United States. Her eyes were opened up to the plight of the African Americans and the Native Americans, how they didn't have access to either education or health care. So she went to Rome and had a special audience with the Pope, and she begged the Pope to send religious orders to help these people. You know what the Pope said? You start the order. You help these people. And so she did just that. She started the Order of the Blessed Sacrament. And she took her inheritance, $20 million, and she donated it to the order. And in doing so, they established clinics and schools, high schools, and universities throughout southwestern United States and the South. In fact, the most prominent university that she established, Xavier University in New Orleans. See, she was completely free. She was completely free to give away her inheritance, and then to serve the Lord. Now, you say to yourself, well, I can't do that. I'm married, I've, had, I've got kids, I've got a career, I've got a mortgage, you know, people are depending upon me. Well, that's not what God is asking for us, nor am I. You also say to yourself, well, you know, I've got possessions. I've got a car and a house, and I've got a portfolio, and I've got golf clubs, and I'm going on a trip pretty soon. I, I just can't give all those away. Well, that's not what God is asking of us either. You know, all those things are good. Houses, cars, portfolios, golf clubs, trips, boats, all those things are good. They're good in of itself. We should enjoy them. They're gifts given to us by God. We should enjoy them. But the moment they prevent us from being free to serve God and others in this world, then we've got a big problem. Again, what's the biblical perspective of freedom, as Paul tells us? Do not use the freedom as an opportunity for yourself. Rather, serve one another through love. Well, we should detach ourselves from all those things. And when God calls us to serve him in any way, shape, or form, 
whether it's in the life of our faith communities or within the community that we live in, we freely are able to answer that call in whatever shape or form. See, then we are truly free. We are truly exercising and practicing our freedom in the spiritual sense. Again, as Americans, we value our freedom. We can go wherever we want to. We can live wherever we want to. But also as Catholics, we enjoy our spiritual or our biblical freedom, that nothing prevents us from answering God's call to serve God and one another in this world. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.